and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 133 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. <laughs> and I'm stalled. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are watching the premiere uh-huh. of season seven. Seven. Fallen. Yes. AKA. Uh huh. Naked Daniel. <laughs> But here's why. Okay. Metaphorically and physically. That is. That is very true. Yeah. Mine was... So I have I have two different styles of AKA. Oh. If you want to go into the Daniel style AKA, oh, I have Star Trek... side gunned. Sorry. Did, Dan, Kaylee just got water guns. Um, I have AKA Stargate the Search for Daniel. <laughs> as in... Or... Stargate the Verge Home because that's kind of Aww. more where Spock had his Katra and yeah. it was kind of more the same thing. So the Star Trek route or Stargate A New Hope because they basically oh. recreate the end of Star Wars at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. It is. I like all of them. Uh-huh. But I'm going to stick with Naked Daniel. No, Naked Daniel works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this summary is just the one where they do Star Wars. The one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also the one that they do the Star Trek movie. The one where <laughs> they do the stars. The, where they combine all of the star franchises. Aww. So this episode first aired June 13th, 2003. It was written by Robert C. Cooper, directed by Martin Wood. And if you missed the Martin Wood cameo in this episode, you just weren't looking hard enough. Because <laughs> it's dun, dun, dun. pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, I am not being distracted by my phone. Yeah, I should probably turn mine into uh, <laughs> airplane mode. Anyway, um, so Aram does actually mean naked, by the way. Oh. In Hebrew, apparently. So when I heard I it, I'm not... so glad you corrected that. Yeah. Because I heard Aron, like Aaron, oh. but in Spanish. <laughs> and I was too. like, that's a Spanish, but okay, fine. Maybe it's Hebrew. That yeah. makes sense. It's two A's. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be honest, I didn't look at it myself. I found oh, okay. it on the wiki. I'm just nice. assuming that's correct. I like it. Someone who speaks Hebrew, tell us, because I... I don't. Don't. I barely speak English. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this I is... I have trouble with the two languages, I know. This is just Stargate Wars. Yeah. Star um, Wars. Gate. And guess who's back? In this episode, the obvious elephant huh. in the room. <laughs> the naked elephant in the, the room? The naked elephant in the room. Yeah. How you feeling about that? I'm going to be okay. Are we just going to get through that as we get through Look, the episode? We're just going to go through the episode and then... Okay. So here's what happened. is In the first watch, there was feels. And in the second watch, there was different feels. Okay. And then I do the thing where I'll listen back to our previous episodes yeah. and then different feels. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't write any of it down. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of let them all happen. Uh-huh. And somehow... It just, just mix in with each other? Because I worry about like writing things down and then like just reading off my paper because okay. I don't do well for that. You mean like I do? But you actually <laughs> make it sound good. <laughs> Whereas I would just be reading my paper. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that we're confronted with here. Yes. And I think that's the word I'm going to uh, work through. Okay. Con- confrontation or yep. facing things. Mm-hmm. Um, fears. 
And, okay. And, and a lot of, there's just stuff. Stuff. <laughs> we will work through our stuff. Alrighty, let's get into this. So we start on a planet, and uh, in the middle of the village elder lecturing the young dudes on the trip to the watering hole. <laughs> uh, inside joke for me and Nixie, but I'm sure many of you can relate. It's reminding me a lot of a boss we both know. Uh-huh. Who likes to tell us stories. It's very sweet, but it's like you've told this one. You, to be a fair, <laughs> people also tell me to that. Because I <laughs> yeah. am notorious for, I literally blank that I've told someone something. Yeah. And so I'll be super excited and telling them something. And they you do one of two things. They just kind of, uh-huh, and just let me go with it. Yeah. Or they'll be like, uh-huh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you told, you, you said yeah. that yesterday. Uh, yeah. And in, in our <laughs> boss's defense, too, he does this thing now. He goes, have I told you guys the story of blah, blah, blah? And we go, yes. He goes, then I won't tell it. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the points in my wisdom in life to ask that question. I just, in my excited state, yeah. I just dive right into it. Fair. Anyway, um, there he's, he's telling some parable back to them. Uh, and there's a bright light. And then some guy laying in a fetal position, yeah. strategically covering everything up. And we get a close-up of those big old blue eyes. Dun, dun, dun. We don't have to guess who it is because know. we know. We know that face. But he doesn't know who he is. So we know more than he knows at this moment. He knows nothing. He knows nothing, John Snow. <laughs> and credits. I mean, you know, is that, I wonder, like a metaphor for not knowing things? Because John Snow... Um, is naked a lot too. He is. It's like the whole very. He's like, a little bit allergic to clothing. Yeah, very exposed. Uh-huh. Very exposed and don't know things. Uh-huh. Just all these brand new babies. Yep. Constantly brand new. Babies. Oh, I'm sure there is some yeah. archetype of sort of. It's a way to get into our brains. Yeah. People who are smarter than me right now. Boyfriend Jesse's rolling his eyes right now, going, <laughs> "No shit, idiot." But, but also, you actually, know. he wouldn't say it that. Way. That's my line. <laughs> Uh, and then credits. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. So when we get back, I'm taking a drink at the credits. Um, yeah. I saw things. Did you see things? Or namely, didn't see things. Can I just say, and I actually pointed this out to our Twitter people, you did not notice the credits the first time we I watched this. I did not. Because no. that's usually when I'm like... Take a breath. Yeah, yeah, you didn't you didn't watch the credits the first time. No, and I was rewatching this morning. Did you have a little moment? I noticed things <laughs> no longer in the credits. And then some things in the credits? Yes. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I was actually really wondering if you would have picked that up before the cast. Ah. <sighs> Because you did not on the first watch, and I didn't want to point out you should watch the credits. Here's the thing: I want to ignore the credits. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to ignore the credits. We're going to ignore the credits. Meta gaming. That's fine. We're going to ignore the credits for now. That is, it is, and it's one of those things where I think that's the difference between if you're going to use quote unquote prestige television, okay, and and sort of these more where it is more of a season long contract type situations. Because Game of Thrones, you're not going to have. Right. A name in the credit that isn't that isn't in the show type thing or, or that type of stuff. They would yeah. have. Um, so, yeah, it is a little bit of metagaming. So I'm we're just going to ignore for I, I am a known believer so in the credits I metagaming. never <laughs> happens. When we come back from the non-credits. Yes. Jonas is doing his Jonas thing, studying the tablet from last episode. I do love this entire sequence. It's so... I love it on multiple levels. Yes. 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 So, one, it's so joyful. It is. 
Um, Remember Jonas is a puppy. Jonas is puppying his face off. <laughs> I know. Jonas is, is like, Jonas is a puppy with zoomies right now. Yes. Like, uh, like uh-huh. just running all over the place where you're yep. like, whoa, whoa, There whoa. is frapping going on. Yeah, there's a lot of s- stuff happening. Yep. <laughs> where you're like, slow down, little buddy. <laughs> slow down. And it, so Stormy, he's doing this move that Stormy does where he's like, searching the house for the right toy to play with. Yeah. Because he wants to play with you and he's like, but no, but not right. just any toy it has will to do. Be the right toy. I must find the right one and then searches the house because of course he never remembers where he no. left them. And the cutest part is he always goes to his basket first. <laughs> but it's like, no, no, the mommy is the only one that puts the toys back in the basket. <laughs> you don't ever put your toys in the basket. Kaylee collects them in her bed. Yeah. Like yeah. she at least has a but Stormy's just like everywhere. All over I mean, it is everywhere. You've yeah. seen the floor in our house. Um, but yeah, so one, it's joyful. It's very happy, Jonas. He's trying to yeah. get everywhere. He's like running around. And then there's that whole moment with Siler, yeah. Tyler, yeah. whatever your name is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then production wise. This basically is the production going, let's just hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. And everyone... Let us put uh, some boom in it. Literally. Ha oh, get it? See, mine was going for hold up, wait a minute, Usnavi's leaving us for the Dominican <laughs> Republic. Mine all goes back to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Makes sense, yeah. Um, but they're like, hey guys, I don't know if we get to show off how gorgeous our set is all the time. Yeah. Let us just show off how gorgeous our set is and how this is a almost a practical set. Everything yeah. is connected. You can go completely from point A to point B. How much of that set is left? Probably none of it. Probably none of the set. Where can I get a gate? Who took that gate home, you think? I don't know. The gate itself, I can imagine... I don't know what happened to the gate. It may have been sold off maybe for, like, museum-y stuff. Yeah, that makes I would... sense. Okay, there is the practical and the and the romantic part of my head. Yeah. The practical part is, like, that shit was just sold off. Sure. The romantic part of my head is somewhere that is in storage. Yeah. Waiting. It's buried. To be brought back. Somebody buried the Someone gate. Someone buried the gate. And someday they will unbury it. Aww. In a series directed and produced and created by Brad Wright. I Maybe like not it. directed. He doesn't do all the directing. It's Peter DeLuise. Peter DeLuise can direct all of it. All and it. Martin Wood. And Amanda Tapping. Yes. Because Amanda Tapping is a huge director these days. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. Um, so yeah, we, he's, he, he, his light bulb goes off. He goes running. Uh, we, he make it to the elevator and I love, again, I love every time where it's like in the elevator, move them around. So they change the sets and connect yeah. them to something hurry, else. Yeah, hurry, hurry, hurry. Um, <laughs> and just can't miss the major wood cameo here. Um, it's just <laughs> yeah, big literally. old wood cameo. And he explains to Wood that it's not the lost city because there's a subtle difference in meaning when you use Asgard translations of early ancient. It's important to remember that. Yeah. Um, he continues running up to the control I love room. that it's like, uh, why do you, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't this know. Is a sh- I really want that to be like his shot list or something on his yeah, clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> no cares about anything you're saying no. right now. Um, runs in the control room. It's beautiful. Everything is connected. Runs up the stairs to Hammond's office. We see Sam. Man has some stamina. Stam enough. Stamina. 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 I some stamina's. He runs. He took a stamina before heading up those stairs. He runs into Heaven's office, and we hear Sam talking about how Anubis is basically kicking the ass and taking names of all the gold. Oh yes. Uh, also. 
I really love Sam's haircut. I was going to say, let's pause for a second to consider. I don't know if there was a hairstylist change or if they just finally got a budget to get Sam I, and Jonas a haircut. I really actually would love to have Sam's hair. Sam's hair looks gorgeous. I'm, I actually was going, I was like, Grace, can I pull off Sam's hair? And I went, yes. My hair would be way curlier. You want. It could be way uh, curlier. But Jonas has better hair, too. Yeah. He's got that texture going. He's Everyone's got the, yeah, it's just, the fun things are happening. And Hammond's hair always looks great. <laughs> yes. We will just leave it at Always. That. <laughs> um, so Jonas barges into the conversation and just figured out that it's not the lost city. That never made sense. How can someone lose one of your own cities? Right. It's not the lost city. It's the city of the lost. <gasps> and as he's talking, Sam's like, gate address. Yeah. And he just keeps talking that he used Daniel's notes in the Library of the Four Races. Remember the Library of the Four Races? Yeah. We went to that place. Mm-hmm. He talked about the city of the ancients called Viz Uban. It's where the plague began. It was going to be the bestest, fanciest, most powerful, strongest, fastest, awesomest, most amazing bigger, city in the bigger, universe. Stronger, faster. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, but I failed. That's okay. uh, <laughs> but I it like never it. was completed. And Sam's like, dude, gate address. Where we're like... Jonas is like, patient. <laughs> he continues talking. I must tell my entire story. He's like, but Jack had the repository of the knowledge dropped in his brain. And there was a crap ton of new dresses that he dumped in the system. Have we been able to send probes to all of them yet? And seems like about a quarter. Yeah. So do you think they were randomly put in his head and randomly put in the computer? Probably or do not. you think there was some sort of chronological order? And if there was, if Vizuban was still under construction when that list was made. Yeah. It would be one of the last ones on the list. Jonas so wisely lets Sam get to the answer with yes. him. She does not deprive him of the joy <laughs> of solving the problem, which ultimately I believe that Sam would enjoy. Um, whereas Sam's like, give me thing. It's like, no, you won't you won't enjoy it as much if I just give it to you. Um as someone who, let's be honest, I'm probably the most slam-like okay. in terms of thought processes. Yeah. Only sometimes do you want the puzzle. Sure. Sometimes the puzzle will frustrate the shit out of you. That's fair. And you just want to complete it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want the gate address right now because I yeah. had my own puzzle that I was solving, so I don't have time for your puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> just give me the answer. I like um, it. But ultimately, we can't find the lost city because of paperwork. Because of paperwork. <laughs> uh, and Hammond orders a probe to the last address on the list of addresses that Jack's brain put in the system. Mm-hmm. So SG-1 gets to the planet, and Jack is worried about the plague that was mentioned earlier. And this place is called the City of the Dead. Genesis is like City of the Lost. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah, dead, lost. In the village, Jonas is pretty sure all the people aren't dead or lost. Pretty sure these are just nomadic tribe that's taken over and they're not the ancients. Mm-hmm. And they meet the locals. And we get a great line. Someone points at Teal'c and is like, N'Jaffa? Jake's like, nobody plays one on TV. <laughs> it's a really good line. And Sam's reaction to this yeah. is like, what the? Did you actually just say that? Yeah. You, you think that was? Do you think that was Amanda tapping? Just going seriously? But I don't know because it's one of those things where I I saw something briefly about this line and I don't remember. And someone can correct me if this was a line that was in the script and they almost cut it because it was too meta, or if it was just something that RDA said and they almost cut it because it was too meta. Uh, yeah, I I can't remember. But either way, the line either is way, almost I cut. It. I love it. Yeah, but I'm glad it made it in. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Jonas is like, we just want to take a really, 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 really good look around. So we just want to play. Can we play with your things? Another SG team is getting things ready and secure by the gates, and they see someone come out of the forest. <gasps> and they're almost doing this, like, um, do you... Do you, I, do you recognize that, that guy? I, I kind of recognize... They just saw a celebrity. Yeah, they did. They just saw a celebrity. A celebrity named Daniel. Yeah. Mm. Who looks damn good in blue. He looks real good in blue. Yeah. He needs to wear those blue BDUs more often. Yeah. So back in... There, by the way, there's an, this is an episode of People Looking Good, because Sam later... Yes. We'll get to that. Yeah. Back in the village, Jack and the village elder are trading parables. <laughs> yeah. Is that their name? Yeah, parables? I want to call it, yeah, I called it an adage. Yeah. Uh, but a parable works. I'm not sure what the right word is, but I called it an adage duel. Okay. Um, an adage duel is a cool term for something. It is. So we have to make something up that is an adage duel. Uh, but they end with Jack going, birds of a feather. And the elder doesn't know that one. <laughs> Jack's like, it has something to do with flocking. Yeah. Ultimately, and Jack doesn't either. Togetherness. He's like, I don't, I don't really I don't know that either. one either. Yeah, he doesn't even know this. the second, the end of the adage. No, He's he like, doesn't. Yeah. It's birds of a feather. Yeah. Something with flocking. Something flocking related. And the other SG, t- other SG team comes up and is like, um, guys, you might want to see this. Yes. It's Daniel! This is where you almost expect... A, a slow motion camera run <laughs> between Jack and Daniel. Dun, 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 <laughs> like the, like the, like the, the long lost lovers finally get to see each other. Except record scratch. Except not. <laughs> he, he goes by a rum. It's me, yeah. naked one. And Sam actually goes to try and like like slap him on the shoulder, like, hey. Yeah. And he like is like, fuck no, get yeah. off me. I don't know who you are. Yeah. He doesn't recognize any of them. Not yeah. even Jack. That has to break Jack's heart. It breaks all of their hearts. Um, in Arum's tense later, Jack comes in. Um, he just, Arum wants to be left alone. I'm calling him Arum now because he's not yet Daniel yeah, yet. Yeah, it's fair. Wants to be left alone because um, these tent, these tent, this tent, these tent, uh, and these people are all he knows. He's tried to remember who he was before. Sometimes it's right there, but it's nothing. Yeah, it's like those those stories where you hear of a child who was kidnapped. Yeah. And they turn up later and they're like, I don't know what my family is. Yeah. I don't know what these you, kidnappers the are, are my you? family. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it's gotta be scary. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Um in a little bit he kind of becomes a surly teenager. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna go to my tent. Yep. It's the only place that I feel safe in. Yeah. I'm just gonna go to my safe space. Yep. Because I don't know what's happening and it's a little bit scary. Corky butt. Um <laughs> And and, uh, Jack's like, well, you were a friend. Uh, And then you died last year. I mean, not... He's like, what, I'm dead? Well, not dead, dead. Like, it was like a flesh wound dead. You sort of... I mean, you died, but then became a force ghost. It's very complicated. So how would you take that? If you woke up... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These people say they know you, and they were like, we knew you, and you died. Also because you don't remember all the shit that you saw as Daniel, in which case that actually might make sense. Yeah. I, I'd be like, huh? So this is where we get to the first parts of the episode where uh, the theme of this episode is, yeah. is, is facing scary things. It is. I don't have a better way to... I'm that's sure there's fine. a one-word answer for that that's way nicer. <laughs> but... 
not only is Grace dealing with things and having to yeah. face things that could happen, and there's this thing's nagging fears in the back of your brain, but Daniel is now faced with this idea of what the fuck am I? Yeah. Uh, and and what we'll, and you get further into it when Sam talks to him. So I'm gonna let yeah. us get there. Okay. So um, and and Jack started telling about Anubis. And, like, all that talk about Anubis does not help Aram believe the story no. in any way. Uh, but why, out of all the planets, did Aram end up here if not for SG-1 to find him? Right. And right. Aram's like, so a higher power had a hand in this? Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, oh, I it's mean, that was fate. your department. Yeah. <laughs> if you could change your fate, would you? Um, so Jack sort of tags out at this point out in the village um, Jack tells Sam that it's like talking to a wall yeah Jonas and Teal are out doing sweep to see if there might be some hidden weapons or power or something that supposedly is here Uh, and it's Sam's turn now yeah she just she's guessing that maybe losing his memory was some kind of punishment I mean there was tons of rules he said he was breaking yeah big line he said he was crossing um, so she kind of tags in and goes in. Um, and she's like, hi, I'm Samantha Carter. You and you everyone else calls me Sam. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, as I told Jim. And he's like, Jack. Yeah. And I love, I'm going that that's a Star Trek reference. I don't care if it's not. It's a Star Trek reference. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, Sam doesn't understand why he's not dying to know who he is. And I'm like, poor choice of words, Sam. Yeah. How about dying is not the right... How about your tact is not really on, uh, on point today? But he has a really good point here. He he wants to know who he is, but he's worried that he's not going to like who he was, that he can't make up for things that he may have done wrong. Yeah. And ultimately, even if he if he likes who he was, whatever got him here, he's yeah. got to face that. Yeah. So whether it was a failure or a success... Or something he still thinks he would do now. So there's this sense of identity tied to these things that he's scared of facing. So it's like, how does this change who I am if I make myself face this thing? Um, And so, yeah, we're... It's a day of reckoning. It is, because right here, he's safe. Yeah. Right here, this is something he knows. Not knowing more is a safe space to be. Exactly. It's like that... It's basically ignorance is bliss. Yep. Like, he's... He's good right here, and he feels safe, and it is really scary to find out any more yeah. information. Now, there's no room for growth in this space. There's not. But it's But not it's scary. safe. Exactly. Yeah. So, because Sam knows who Daniel is, yeah. the idea that he may not want to know and that he may not like who he is never occurs to Sam. Right. Well, and I think because... Probably to Sam, it never, as Sam, it doesn't occur to her either. Yeah, exactly. So Sam would want to know. Well, Sam believes that she would want to know. She, yeah. you're not, you can't actually know until you face yeah. that situation. But again, Sam knows who Dan. She tells him that losing Daniel was one of the hardest things she's ever been through. Mm-hmm. That he's brilliant, he's caring, he's passionate, the type of person who would give his own life for someone he doesn't know. And if he has one fault, that it would be he wants to save people so badly that when he can't, it tears him apart. Yeah. Now, and this is not, I'm not bagging on Sam. Yeah. But it's very interesting to listen the way she approaches this conversation. Yeah. Because it's a very, and and there's no better word for this, but I don't mean it as a dig. Yeah. It's a very selfish approach, this entire conversation. In the sense of she's only living in her perspective mm-hmm. she's she's very honest about it yes though. so she's like oh, i can't understand that i don't get that and even when she talks about daniel dying yeah she's like this was hard for me yeah um there's no sense of 
I can't imagine how hard this is for you. Yeah. I don't know what you're going through. Yeah. That's not the conversation she has. Uh, it's, it's this great telling of Sam's character mm-hmm. of like very intelligent, very smart lady, very much has her shit together. But to this degree of like, I've got to handle me and you've got to handle you. And it's it's almost one of those things where also she has empathy yeah. to a point. She right, has empathy. Right. And this is another way, and I'm going to be truly honest, it's another way that I identify yeah. so much with Sam. Well, there's this very healthy boundary. Yes. Where, where um, to us, the feely mushy people, you're like, open the boundary. But it's like, no, this is healthy and I'm this, comfortable here. Exactly. Like, like this, and it's almost to the point, and, and I sort of look at it yeah. as the Sam. Um, it's like, I know that I can't yeah. experience what you're going through. Right. So this is what I went through. Yeah, and there's no malice behind it. No. And there's no sense of anything other than like... This is as far as I can go. For this you. is as, yeah, exactly. The rest is on you. And so it's it's also this is why she can't comprehend that Daniel wouldn't want to know yeah. who he is because all that Sam knows is this wonderful person that Daniel is, right? Um, and and everything that's amazing about him. Yeah. Um, because even the negative things of Daniel, Sam isn't registering those right now, right? Right. And because like, they don't the, make up all that he is, exactly. Yeah. And so it never occurred to her that Daniel might think that there is a negative side that he yeah. would remember. And, and in the times of trouble, Sam is ultimately an optimist. Yes. Whereas Daniel can go to those dark places. Yes, he can. And he's in a dark place. Yeah. Where she's like, hey, it's a time of trouble. Let's find the light places. Yeah. Yes, it was like Sam. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. If and I'll be honest, this is one of those things where going through this series like this and mm. really picking it apart. Um, obviously, Sam's always been my favorite character. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I never really understood exactly why Sam's my favorite character yeah. until I realized, oh, I'm basically Sam. Our instincts just find the people exactly. that we connect to. Exactly. Uh, there's a reason why I feel that I could read into all this Danielness <laughs> of the Daniel that there is. Um, uh, but yeah, absolutely. So, um, and he's, after all of this, like, gushing of who Daniel is, he's like, that's a bit much. Yeah, he's like, that's not any better. Like, how am I supposed to live up to that? Yeah, yeah. Again, he's in this space where it doesn't, you can't force him to see any light. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be tough and it's scary as fuck. The unknown is scary and it can is. be fearful. And it if is. you are not ready, it can shake your whole core. Yeah. And if you don't know what your core is yeah. and what your identity is... It's even more even, terrifying. There's, there's no ground no. to stand on. Yeah, no. and and we experience it later with a couple other characters. Yes, but let's let's move through it. So at the very least, she has gotten Daniel to the point where he's going to think about it. Yeah, and I truly think that he yeah. is thinking about it. Yeah, and and I think it's a productive conversation. It is. It yeah. is. Um, but before she leaves, <laughs> he just wants to know: Is there anything between them? Oh, a for effort, buddy. And also, I love Sam, where she's so flustered by this yeah. because the thought has never no, occurred to her. No, and like not in a malicious way either. No. She's just like, nah, dude. No, nah, you're my brother. Like, exactly. They're like, yeah. She doesn't say it, but it's like we're like siblings. Yeah, and I feel like. 
I'm lucky enough to have a sibling that's very much like this, where Sam and Daniel always bickered. They, yeah. like, poked each other and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, they could actually work together and can't, get shit yeah. done real yeah. good. I can't blame him for trying. No. Sam's looking good. Sam he is hot. know her at all. Daniel's hot. He's like, hey, uh, while you're here. Like, you're kind of a hot piece of ass. They would be a extremely good-looking couple. Yeah. Well, and, and I wonder if there's some sort of hint of, like, he kind of always admired her. Here's, here's, I think, what it comes down to, I think, with all friendships, yeah. is that uh, whether it is a uh, sexual, a romantic, or a friendship, there's an attraction either way. Yeah, you have to be attracted to something. Exactly. All friendships come down to attraction. Yeah, So absolutely. when you are mind-blanked and... Yeah. You know, it's you the, don't yeah, know? Yeah, instinctually, that's the first type of attraction. Exactly. And, and also, I imagine that... There was probably a crush when he first met her. Yes. And once understanding the Jack and Sam dynamic, yeah. he was smart enough to be like, oh, I'm going to not even think well, about that Well, I anymore. also have a hunch that may have been attracted, like, physically first off, but after getting to know them, they're sure. like, yeah, sure. no, this is... I, I just, Enough factors ex- were experienced to where he yes. was like, that's not what this is. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I love that scene I think, so much. Yeah, I think we've all been there. I've been there in situations where I'm like, am I attracted to this Yeah. Person? And I'm like, no, I just really like them yeah. as people. It's Got more it. of like, yeah. I'm attracted, but what type of attraction is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of people where you're just like, fuck, you're smart. This yeah. is amazing. Let's be friends forever. Yeah. So outside, Jack is learning a story about a dog and dancing monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Which I'd love to hear. I want to know about the dog and the dancing monkeys. <laughs> Although a monkey and dancing dogs would be even more fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Um. So Jack and... Or Jack. Jonas and Teal come back and they got the UAV up. The ruins are huge. Yeah. And this is where Deanna comes out of his tent yeah. and announces that he's going home. Wow. That's got to be... Imagine saying that. Yeah. Imagine, like, what, hours, maybe? Yeah. After this conversation where you're like, I'm scared of everything. Yep. And I don't know who I am. And what if I don't like who I am? Yeah. And fuck everything. And then he goes... Fuck it, I'm gonna face it. Exactly. How very Gryffindor of him. He's very. <laughs> we all thought that he was a Ravenclaw. I, yeah, honestly, I would have given you Hufflepuff, but well, yeah. I think he is. If he's, I think. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how much you can say that won't be a spoiler. Oh. I think that Daniel is Let's a just, hat. Okay. St- okay. Well, I hat think stall. Daniel is a hat stall between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. Okay. Uh, in the same way, I think that Hermione is was a hat stall between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Okay. So I think there are, I think, like Hermione, mm-hmm. I think Hermione may drift a little bit towards Ravenclaw, even though she's in Gryffindor. Okay. Because of, she, just because of knowing Hermione and yeah. they're only going to put her in one house because that's Highly the heroic house. Yes. Yeah. I think that... I'm trying. Let's just say that I think the hat stall become is a little bit more of a hat stall going forward. Okay. He was a little more solidly Ravenclaw before. Okay. I think he is now a true hat stall. Whereas in my brain, he's always been a little more Hufflepuff than anything else. Okay. See, I see Jonas is Hufflepuff. Oh, Jonas is definitely a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I Um, actually, and I'm going to be honest... I think that Teal'c is a head stall between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. I can see that. Because it, loyalty, loyalty above all Exactly. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
And yeah. then Jack is just the most liony lion that the you've Gryffindor-y ever liked. Gryffindor is Gryffindor. Like <laughs> Harry Potter himself is no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no. Like God drink Gryffindor yeah. is, is Jack. <laughs> Jack. And again, going back, I think Ron is a Hufflepuff Gryffindor hat stall as well. I can see that, but he's just a long line of Gryffindors. I think he's just. So here's my theory on Ron, and then we'll go back to the yes, Stargate promise. Please is. The Weasley household is strong with the Gryffindor. Yes, their vibes. their blood is red for a reason. Yeah, and <laughs> as red as our hair. Yeah. Um and so, but they have this strong maternal, yes. feely person in their that that is the nucleus of this household. Uh-huh. Like my that allows favorite them, character in the entire yeah, series that allows them to feel feels in the way that we pertain to become to a Hufflepuff. Yes. That's my theory on Ron. I do think I, I think in any other family, Ron would be a would be a Hufflepuff. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think they're like strong with the Gryffindor blood. The tempered. force is strong yeah. with this one. Tempered with those Hufflepuff. Like uh, maybe Molly was a hat stall. I can see Molly's hat and stall. And so she brings she tempers the rest of their. I think feels. Molly and Ron were the hat stalls. Sure. Because even Ginny is like fucking roar, yo. Yeah, yeah. No, Ginny's <laughs> all fucking roar, all roar. <laughs> she's my. I love her. Anyway, anyway okay. SGC gate room. This is yeah. Target podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, D- uh, Daniel comes home, and I love how Jack's like, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, the best part of this is like. You don't remember me, do you? Yeah, no. He's like, no. And he goes, me neither. <laughs> yes. I gotta make this about me for a second. I'm uncomfortable. Jack's like, I oh, neither do I, sir. Yeah. <laughs> sir. Uh, and they head off to the infirmary. <laughs> and Daniel is in perfect health, except for one little thing. Um, his mm. hipster glasses. Yeah. Gotta have those back. And I do... Like, everyone who wears glasses knows that feel. Ow. That first time yeah, that you put on a new prescription or the first time you put on your glasses ever, you're like, I have x-ray vision! I remember the first time. So I went straight from, uh, because I was a kid that was scared of wearing glasses, uh-huh. scared to be made fun of. Oh, yeah, I never Things were very that. not kosher in that sense. Yeah. I waited until I absolutely had to get them. Um, and I was in sixth grade and yeah. I went straight for contacts oh. and I learned how to put contacts in and I was like, I kept moving back because I yeah. was like, the world is in third, three <laughs> dimensions. I got my glasses in fifth grade and I didn't get to try contacts until like my sophomore yeah. or junior year. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. the reason I got contacts for the first time was because I danced and <laughs> as I turned my glasses would fly off that my makes face. Sense. Yeah. And that can't happen when you're on no, stage, guys. Don't do that. So I got contacts. <laughs> and I still wear my glasses more than my contacts. Yeah, no. <laughs> um uh, no, not a common occurrence. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> X-ray vision. Yes. Uh, and Daniel asked Jack if his hair has always been that way. <laughs> Like, so gray. Yeah. Has it always been so gray? Yeah. It's, it's... Yowza. Anyway, so in the guest VIP room, uh, they did keep and unpack some of Daniel's stuff. They tossed a lot of junk, which looked very valuable. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And there's a photo of Shaw Ray over by his bed. One quick thing. Yes. Did Janet keep Daniel's glasses? I have a full 
us okay because how adorable is that again there's two different things okay there's the logical part of my brain that says probably they were packed up with important stuff with like with the shaw yeah. rifle and stuff like that and janet just gave them to give them the romantic part of my brain because i've always loved Shipped to ship it. between daniel and janet that's, is that, where I that's was the going. one thing that janet kept because look glasses. if anyone was the last one to like you know, prep the yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Janet, and she took the yeah. glasses and and tenderly folded yes. them up and put them in a uh-huh, pocket. Uh huh. That's so how it happened in my. Brain. Our truth is that Janet kept Daniel's yes. glasses. Okay. Okay. Now we can move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there's a photo of Sheree by his bed. Yeah. Which he doesn't remember who she is yet. Yeah. Aww. But in his bunk that night, he does. <laughs> Dirty. Uh, yeah. Has a dream about her. You think, um, like, his penis remembers before the rest of them does? Probably. He's, he's like, oh, I remember what that felt like. <laughs> uh, and I love that he wakes up with the, where the fuck am I? Who am I? Yeah. I don't know. Where am I? Yeah. yeah. That hotel room feeling where you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know where I am. Where is my bathroom? <laughs> there was one time that I actually was, I was going to dog sit. Uh-huh. I drove up to my parents' house. I got there late at night. Um, they had already left because I was like the three-hour window yeah. type thing. So I got there, and it was really, really late, and I just went to bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and it was pitch dark. Yeah. And I felt... I went to go feel for my phone. Oh. It wasn't there. Did you feel a dog? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. It was air. Oh. And I that's couldn't... not where you're... And I couldn't... And then I went to feel the floor because my bed at the time was very low. Yeah. And the bed at my parents' house was very high. And then I couldn't feel the floor. Oh. And then I couldn't feel anything. Yeah. And then the wall was on the wrong side. You're in limbo. And I was like, I literally, because it's what, three or four in the morning? I literally went, was I transported somewhere? Did aliens abduct me? Yep. This is me now. Kaylee. Okay. Uh, Did aliens abduct me? Yeah. Like it was... It was... They probably did. It what felt like a half an hour, but in reality, probably about two minutes. <laughs> I legit thought I was abducted by aliens. Yeah. I remember the first time I dog sat for someone, I was like, who's in the bed with me? Who's here? Oh, it's you. I know you. Oh, the dog was sleeping in my parents' bed. Yeah. Didn't come anywhere near us. Um, so... He heads to Teal'c's room. Yes. And he's not interrupting anything because Teal'c hasn't been able to kill Noreem since he got his Tritonin. Now, let's let's pause for a moment here. Because, yeah. again, let's go on this theme. This is a big... This about is... confronting things yeah. and identity. Yeah. This is the first time that we're dealing with the fact that Teal'c no longer has a junior. So he yeah. doesn't straight up say, I don't have junior. But he says, I'm now on Tritonin. Yep. I can't kill Noreem. Yep. I hope that we visit this later. I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's the same idea of, like, who I am or yeah. who I was, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah, it's a huge part of your identity is yeah. gone. So now what am I? Now yeah. what's left? Uh, Teal'c being Teal'c doesn't go on this, like, emotional diatribe over it. No. But it's the same feeling. It is. He just handles it differently. He handles it. And also, to be fair, he's had more time to handle it sure. as well at this point. But it has not he? as fresh. Has he dealt I'm, with it? I, I'm not talking about uh, the progress he's made. It's yeah. just he's chronologically sure. had yeah. more time to at least start on the journey That's of fair. dealing That's with this shit. I will, I will bet that he has just not given himself time to deal with it. I, 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 I can fully imagine yeah. that he is not... He's, like, compartmentalized. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and my question is, is he still technically trying to kill Nareem, or has he sort of started just meditating? 
I think he's meditating, and maybe he doesn't know a word for it because Kelnarim yeah. was had was to his, do with Junior. Yeah. So, um, Daniel remembers Share. Yep. At least her name. And he holds up the picture. And, like, this is the first time that he's remembered something yeah. on his own. The first glimpse that this could come back. And he's like, so, Teal'c, where's Sharae? Yeah. Yowza. Teal'c's like, gulp. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's Thank like... Thank God Daniel can read faces. Yeah, because he's like, oh, she'd be dead. Huh? Yeah. Because to, to make... To force Teal'c to say more than that... Yeah. God, that's got to be awful. I know. Um... And did you did you see what Daniel did with the photo after that? No, he put it face down. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I did. He put it that face part. down on the on the table. Yep. So then cool. to business. Daniel wants to, to tell him the synopsis of the last episode, <laughs> all about Anubis. Why Daniel to break this mytholo- yep. mythological rule to fight him? Mm-hmm. Mythical, mythological, mythomalema. So in the briefing room, the big old briefing, the second, or the first of the two big briefing room scenes, Daniel comes in with his guard right into the middle of an SG-1 presentation about the ruins, and he tries some joke about forgetting what time the meeting was. Hammond's like, this is a classified briefing. (sighs) And Daniel sort of, he's like, yeah, but I used to be part of the team, and I really don't have a good reason to be here. How tense is this moment? How tense is this moment where you're like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. I'm trying to be part of this. Yeah. I am clearly being left out of this. Uh Uh-huh. How do I be in this? I just, I got hooked on a feeling that I should be here. Yep. Uh, Luckily. Which is good enough for Hammond. Luckily. (laughs) Hammond being the all-knowing, all-seeing, beautiful bald man that he is. That he is. Is like, come be part of this family. And has a soft spot for Daniel. I think he always has. He says, Ohana means family, Daniel. Yeah. And family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Out so of a classified in. meeting. So, um, I mean, besides, who's Daniel going to tell? Right. You know, and he calls Jack Jim again, and everyone's reactions to this is adorable. Yeah. Because he doesn't, I'm pretty sure he does it on purpose here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he's, Jonas. He's still an outsider. Even he through is. the meeting, he's a little yes. bit, of, there's a little bit of, of tension, and he's a bit of an outsider. So, Jonas gets back to it. Basically, the detailed answer so far is that they found nothing in the ruins. And. Yeah. Um, it does say, however, the Vizuban translates to a place of great power. And Daniel's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And again, this is not how Daniel would have said this before. No. This is, it's it's very tactless. Yeah. And it's just kind of, like, if, if Jonas were anyone else, he might have taken that offensively. It's almost like... It's almost like he just had to have a filter. Yeah. He just was like, no, it's not. It's not the lost city. Well, and that's what I mean. There's no yeah. tact involved. No. It's just facts. Because your translations are wrong. Yeah. And I mean, I know you use my notes and all, but my notes are wrong, too. Yeah. Sorry it's not about personal that. It's personal because my notes are I'm shitty, yeah. too. Yeah. This is just where we are. Yeah. They're, they're way off. Yeah. And Daniel doesn't know why or how. He just... He just knows that looks they are. up a tablet and he can read it. So let's consider that. Let's consider that previous old school Daniel would have been a far more apologetic. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Yeah. Here's what I think. Yeah. Here's whereas new Daniel is like, these are the facts. Yeah. Here's what I know. I don't know why I know it, yep. but I know it. Exactly. Um, so Sam's confused. I thought the ancients lost. You know, didn't you say this was the city of the lost? He goes, no, 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 no. The ancients lost one of their own cities. No, they yeah. made it lost. Yeah. Yeah. There were two other people. Yeah. They, it's they, a hidden city. They camouflaged it. They removed it from written yeah. history. D- Jack gets a little annoyed. 
Yes. He's like, I gave Anubis the eye because you told me to. Because you said we'd find the city and whoop his ass with all the power that was there. And now he's taking on all the rest of the system lords is going to dominate the galaxy. Yeah. So to stick with my theme a little, and I may be pushing it, but on the other side of this not knowing who you are, identity being lost, things being different, now Jack has lost trust. Yeah. Which which is like, so now he's angry. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I had trust. Yeah. I knew who you were. Yeah. I knew what things were. And yeah, now yeah. I don't fucking know. Exactly. So, very angry. Very angry Jack. And we see more of that. And Jack just wants everyone Later. to turn away because he doesn't want witnesses as he yeah. kicks Daniel's ass. Yeah. Yep. So later on, Jonas knocks on Daniel's door. I love this part. And he hatches the start of a plan, Mm because he's just talking out loud here. Anubis doesn't have all the ancient knowledge. And again, old Daniel would have been like, more, tell me more, be my friend, be in this room, whereas new Daniel's like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So Anubis is only partially ascended, or he would have found the city on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Anubis, is, Anubis had the tablet, he probably wouldn't make the same mistake that Jonas made because of the translation, because he can read ancient fairly well, I'm right. assuming. But if he found the tablet or a copy of it mm-hmm. and it said something else. Yeah. Montage! We've got a montage. So basically, we're going to bait Anubis. Yes. With take, a fake tablet. Uh-huh. We're going to put out a lure. Like it. We're going to put out like. a little Pokemon lure out. Nice. And nice work by try Jonas. Try to catch an Anubis in a Pokeball. <laughs> uh, so uh, Teal'c heads through the gate in his Jaffa armor. Mm-hmm. Daniel and Jonas are researching and translating up a storm with some ancients. The plan is afoot. The Tok'ra are involved and working with the Sam game is afoot. on some, <laughs> I'm assuming, engineering stuff. They're looking at a little hologram of yeah. Anubis's ship. Smarty, smart, smart things. Back on the planet, they found Daniel on. The locals have found a ring platform. <gasps> and we find out that Teal'c went off to go talk to you. Yeah. So what we find, we finally find out, finally finds... Final What the plan is in a briefing that Sam is conducting, and she's basically General Dodonna from A New Hope right here, (laughs) because what they're planning is basically the run at the Death Star, including a ventilation shaft. Yep. Right down (laughs) to the, yeah. It's very much a nod. It's just, yeah. It's not even a nod, it's more of like a wild hand gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Star Wars. (laughs) They just like make a little heart around it. Yeah. And just, this is their ultimate love letter to a new hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they're going to run the F-302, which, by the way, is no longer the X-302. Oh. It is now the F-302, no longer experimental. F-4 fancy. Uh, it is the fancy 302. <laughs> so for, they can run the hyper engine for a split second and just go right inside the shields. Very similar to how they went through the Earth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so hopefully all the calculations are correct because if they're not, well, we're just not going to discuss what's going to happen if they're not. Yeah. So she should just say they're going to pull a trench run. Yeah. The catch is they don't know where the ventilation shaft is, but I guarantee that ventilation shaft is about two meters and that Jack used to bulldog romp rats in his T-16 back home. Makes sense. They're no bigger. Now you than two you made that you told us that whole plan a lot smoother than it happens in that room <laughs> because again, angry Jack rears his head, and, and again this is I'm gonna push it again. Yeah, towards this theme of mine. Uh huh. This is Jack again. His identity is 
I am the guy in charge. Yeah. I am the guy who makes the plans. I am the captain. I am the captain. I make sure everything is safe and everything is works yeah. and everything goes off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. And then I quip at the end. Yeah. So now let's see where we are. He's not really in charge right now. Not at the moment. He's not the guy making the plans. He is not. He's not the guy with all this information nope. in his brain. He does not really have a way to protect his whole crew. No. So what is he now? Yeah. He is an angry Jack. He's an angry Jack. And all he can do is lash out at those he loves. Yeah. Yowza. Yowza. Fear. Identity. All of these themes keep coming up. Yeah. I don't know why I had too much coffee. <laughs> so, um... This is where Jonas and Daniel come in because they don't know where the ventilation shaft yeah. is. So Anubis keeps. So this is a Janiel? A Janiel. Uh, or, or Donuts? Donuts. Donuts sounds too much like donuts. And yeah, I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat donuts. Yeah. So. Janiel. Uh, <laughs> uh, Janiel. Um, Anubis keeps his plans locked up tight. Jonial. With... Sorry, I'm happy now. Jonial. Okay, this is where Jonial comes in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anubis keeps his plans locked up with ciphers that are coded in ancient, and the Toker operatives, even in his rank, don't speak ancient well enough to be able to decipher them. That's where the dynamic duo comes in. They're going to sneak on board, access the computer, tell people where the shaft is. Yeah. No jokes about where the shaft is. Um, The sexiest duo ever. They are a pretty sexy duo. It's just like, like the Grace's dream team. I mean, listen, the entire team is kind of stunningly attractive. They are. They are. Yeah. You're just hitting all the right notes for me. To be fair, it is a TV show, and so most of the teams are just going to be stocked with the most yep. attractive people. That continues for all of Stargate. Your main team, always going to be yeah. super attractive. Particularly these two. Yes. For Grace World. <laughs> Very um, okay. But they're also going to have this nice little injection radioactive isotope from the Tok'ra they're gonna hide Jen what'd you say? Jonial. Jonial from the ship sensors. Easy peasy. Not to put a downer on things <laughs> but Sam continues it's not actually gonna be that easy. Most likely the ship has defenses are gonna work on a backup generator and they're just trying to take out the Death Star laser at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, once it's out the system lords will be an even playing field and Teal'c is off wooing you that he's gonna get all of the system lords to show up once the Death Star laser part is down yeah Jack's like everyone who thinks this is an absolutely insane idea raise your hand yeah and everyone does again angry Jack yeah. he's like it is it's a fucking insane idea it's, it's, the, it's just crazy and I love a Sam's attempt to say this is not my craziest idea it's like <laughs> oh, it kind of is we'll get there yeah <laughs> Um, and Hammond's like, everyone keep your hands up because I'm asking who's going to make this happen. Yep. And they do because they're awesome. Because they are the craziest of cra- chaotic good. <laughs> they are. So we also learn that they're being responsible in relocating the village, which sure. will take about a week. At the same time, they're literally taking a part in F-302 and rebuilding it on the other side of the gate and building a runway. <sighs> yeah, they already, well, they also did that with a rocket at one point, yep. too. Um, Just the amount of work. So they're going to plant a tablet Mm. and when they're done and the Anubis trap will be set. So in summary, they're going to attack Anubis's big weapon and hope for gold help. Yeah. All right. They're luring Anubis to the planet. Yeah. Death Star. Take out the Death Star with the trench run. Yeah. And then hope 
Gould show up to save them. The one with the craziest Sam idea ever. That's the name of this episode. Um, <laughs> so the plans are go. Everyone leaves the room except for SG-1. And Jack does apologize for being Debbie Downer. But right. he's not really a big fan of depending on the ghoul to back them up, mm. even if you has helped them before. The point is that this is the wackiest plan they've ever come up with. Kinda. And Sam's like, wackier than strapping an active Stargate to the bottom of an X-302? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wackier than blowing up a sun? Yes. And as Jack yeah. leaves the room. Now, I love a lot of things about this moment. One, it shows us, yeah, this plan's fucking insane. It's super two, crazy. It shows us that Sam is well aware super, she sits of there. the craziness she is creating. And she kind of looks around. And she's like, shrugs and is like, yeah, yeah, he's probably right. Like, I love that because we don't really to know be fair, for sure before. This also was not entirely Sam's idea. Let's remember who yeah. came up with this batshit well, idea. Well, just the thought that Sam is the one who always, who tends to come up with these crazy ideas. Yeah. But so she's so in the moment and knows it'll work and is thinking so much with just her mechanical mind yeah. that we don't know if she knows that they're crazy. Yeah. But I love that we have this moment to tell us, oh no. <laughs> this is She's shit. well aware of how fucking insane this yes. is, how mad scientist she is. Yes. But she's going to do it anyway. And to be fair, which is going to be this interesting. This was Jonas's idea. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting <laughs> um, fight between her logic brain, though. Yeah. Her logic brain who's like, no. No, no. Odds no. are low. Yeah. Odds are bad. Odds are no, low. No, don't do this. And she's like, going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fuck's going to do. You literally, like, like the AC is like 19. You have to roll a net 20. Yeah. To You're even not gonna... attempt this hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, in Yu's main council, I guess, there's a little tension as Yu gets into his sarcophagus. His first prime is trying to tell him his fleet is ready, and Yu seems a little bit out of it. He's like, I'm gonna just go have a little nappy nap here. Uh-huh. And in the locker room, this is a really great, I love this scene. Yeah. In the locker room, Daniel recognizes the photo of Jackson Charlie. And yeah. as he's remembering, his first mission to Abydos is because you thought it would be Sue. Uh, I should Ew. stop talking now. Ew, I remember Charlie now. <laughs> Charlie's hanging out with Charlie, like, isn't he's, he? It's one of things where he's like, and he's remembering as he's talking is yeah. like, uh, and Jack is very manifest. It's like, things change. Yeah. I was there and now I'm here. Yeah. I don't want to go into it right now. I don't want to taco about it. I don't want to taco about it. I would like tacos, though. And Jack and Daniel have this really nice bonding moment, a rebonding moment, I should say, as they prep. Um, and it comes down to the fact that Daniel doesn't remember everything, but he remembers enough. Yeah. And it seems clear to me that the part that he remembers is that Jack is family and that yeah. they both can trust each other with their lives above everything. Yes. And it's adorable. I'm trying to not say Ohana again. <laughs> Um, yes. So on the planet, there's a nice little base set up, and both Hammond and Walter are off planet. Speaking of adorable. Speaking of adorable. <laughs> I know that Hammond is this man in charge. Yeah. Guy with the things yeah. and the power, uh -huh. but how adorable is he? He's in his little jacket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Walter. But just this jacket where he's like, please, please don't go over <laughs> my belly. He's sucking it in. Because he hasn't had it put on. No. That close in a while. Can I also just, as we're talking about, uh -huh. can we talk about how hot Sam is in her flight suit? <laughs> Look, we're all aware of how hot Sam is. Yeah. But damn, does that flight suit help? Amanda Tapping, you're really... I love happy. you. We love you. For multiple reasons. You are a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. You are inside and out. 
and um, I want to have coffee and beer with you. And also, I want to be able to pull off a flight suit the way she up, does. I want to pull off a flight suit like you do. <laughs> um, moving on yes. from our Amanda tapping gush gush fest. So Yu's yeah. fleet is arriving in the system, and Teal'c is on board. Anubis will be here soon. On the runway, Jack and Sam are ready for takeoff. Jack thought that they were going with Red Leader on this one. <laughs> <laughs> just just if you weren't quite on track yeah. that this was Star Wars yet, yeah. let's yeah. just ram the Star Wars home and a little bit more. Just shove it way up in there. Way up there, Morty. <laughs> so, uh, also, Jack can't go until Hammond tells him Godspeed, mm-hmm. which I, I love that moment. Yeah. And in an earlier episode, I don't remember which one it is, I talked about the, the just Godspeed in relation to space flight and everything, and it makes me happy. So, Anubis's ship then arrives. Mm-hmm. And in the village, uh, Anubis and Jaffa start ringing down. Daniel and Jonas are hiding out. Um, and once most of the Jaffa leave, and there's only a few left, get some help from other SG teams, take out all the guards. And Daniel and Jonas ring up to the ship. And my heart, my heart is just on what that can, ship now. What can go bad? What can go wrong? It's, <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's good. Yeah. So the F-302 head towards Anubis' ship, and Jack's like, that. There is no one protecting gigantic. the squishies. To be fair, you know what this the- is like. It's like when is it is it is it Pippin who goes into battle? Yes. It's like when he goes out there and you're just like you're so squishy and cute, <laughs> and I know. And then they sing a really nice song. It's so sweet, and it's and it like it pulls all the heartstrings. This courage. Oh no, it's Mary. Sorry, Mary. It is Mary. Mary. Yes, yes. Um, I'm sorry. thinking of Pippin. Like it's a different part. He no, sings no, no. the song. I'm thinking of. I was literally thinking of two times. You're Gondor. thinking of Mary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so and he goes out there and and his With heart, Aylin, my favorite, his biggest, yeah. big courage, uh-huh. full heart, and the he's hobbitness. out there and he's just not scared. But all I can think of is like, no, I love you, be protected. That's how I feel about my squishies. I it's will, that same feeling. But we do get to the point as they get into the thing. Mm, the two can handle themselves a little they bit can. better than Mary. They can. They're which a little, I'll get yeah. to in a You're absolutely right, but um, it does hit the same note in like literally half a second, just because Jack then goes that ship is fucking gigantic. Yes, yes, So yes, then yes. on the ship, Daniel and Jonas roll really high stealth rolls. <laughs> yeah. And Daniel, I have to say, his, like, strategic mind, yeah. like, laying down on the floor to shoot up before the door fully opens. Yep. I'm remembering that for D&D. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. It's not a bad thing to do. Um, because if nothing else, people are expecting something at eye level. So even yeah. if the door opens... Lay well, down on the ground, yeah. throw some of my fire in. You know what you do is you make everybody prone. It yeah. helps out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, they get in and they start working on the computer. Yeah. And I love the bickering in the next scene between Jack and Sam. Yeah. He's pushing the ship because he wants to know what it's made of. And she's like, I can tell you exactly yeah. what it's made of. Because literally, I can How tell you. How many bolts do you want to know are in this? Yeah. I'm going to rain man the shit out of this right and now. And he's like, another time, maybe. Please. Yeah. And for some reason. Like in bed. That's what I was like. For some reason. I was like, I can go so dirty with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which. Yes. Someone may or may not have linked us something. Uh-huh. I will unabashedly say that I immediately read it all. <laughs> no shame. It was so, so much fun. Someone on Twitter, uh, and I, I, I truly apologize because I don't remember what her name was and I don't have it uh, I, may, I might find it. Um, uh, I sent you a message with it yes. so you didn't have, because you try not to pay attention to I our Twitter. I try not to look at our page, yeah. Uh, but was like, 
By the way, there may or may not be a... Sarah Arbell. Yes. May or may, may, or may not be a Scar yeah, yeah, on yeah. his wedding night fanfic. And yeah. I was like, I'm sending it to Grace. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I loved it. It apparently got really good there for a bit. It's, look... It's fantastic. I know what it is. Exactly. It's, it's, I have no shame. Yeah, yeah, I have no shame in, in sharing that stuff. I have a very healthy appetite when it comes to those kind of exactly. things. Exactly. And I'm very okay That's what I'm saying. That. I apparently got really good there. Oh, part. it's fun. It's very fun. <laughs> Look, it's not like a literary masterpiece. No, but sometimes you don't need it to be. No. It doesn't have to tell be. me a story. Exactly. Uh, anyway, after that scene. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and more ships come, more attack. They could use the intel from the boys right now because uh, yeah. they can't hold them off for long with just yep. one little ship. Daniel and Jonas are close. This whole end of this episode is very fast paced. Yes, 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 yes. Daniel and Jonas are getting close, uh, but they now have company outside the door. So Daniel keeps working on the computer while Jonas tries to deal with that. Meanwhile, you FaceTimes in to his <laughs> fleet and is just like, yeah, um, fuck all these people here and yeah. take the fleet across the galaxy. Just kidding. We're out. Um, and the first prime reminds him why they're here. And he's uh-huh. like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Do as your guard commands. Yep. Teal'c is super not okay with this. No. No. Um, and the first prime is like, yeah, sorry, but I gotta do what my guy I gotta do what you me. tells me to do. The only way Teal'c's gonna get them to turn the ship around, I'm not predicting the future. Okay. It's to fucking take out you and be like, I am your god now. <laughs> I am my captain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they take Teal'c off to a holding cell because otherwise he's gonna cause a lot of trouble. Yeah, fair, because they know he would cause a lot of trouble inside the holding cell, too. Yep. Teal'c can take out that entire ship on his own. It's gonna be all right. So Anubis, Anubis' ship, um, he hears the report that they haven't found anything in the city, um, but there is a human base there that they found. Mm. So in the computer room, Jonas is able to patch the door to hold it for a bit. Uh, <sighs> and Daniel gets into the computer system, but it's massive. I mean, what are you going to do? A keyword search for Achilles? Right. And Jonas is like, look, I'm real glad your memory and your razor-sharp wit are coming back, yeah, but now is not, not the fucking the time, buddy. Yeah. How about power core venting, dude? Yeah. And immediately returns the exact answer they need. Google doesn't even work that well. No, no. Um, At least, like, four or five um, hits down. Yeah. It's not good times. No. And um, they find the answer. They send it off to Sam and Jack. Which they get it, and now they just need Anubis to power the weapon. Ta-da. On the planet, Hammond reports in that they haven't heard from Teal'c yet, and yeah. that Yu's fleet is late. Yeah, he's getting a little nervous. And Jack's like, remember when I had a problem with this plan? Yeah, this is not the time for I told you so's. Oh, it's Jack is always the yeah, time for I told you Yeah, but he's always got time for him. So meanwhile, Anubis is like, I'm pretty sure this planet is a bust. But why don't you just do me a favor and send out some more death glares to deal with that just, annoyance? Just like, yeah, just kill it anyway. Pull everyone up from the planet, because mm-hmm. I'm about to do some shit down there, but get that fly out of the way. Yeah. So Daniel and Jonas are now trapped in the room, <sighs> uh, but they do notice that Anubis is targeting the Stargate on the planet and Warren's base camp, mm-hmm. because the Naquita and the Stargate will just amplify the blast. Yeah. Get them all out. Hammond orders full evacuation. Jack wants to head in now. Like, to the ship. Yeah. Um, but Sam warns him that without the Golden Fleet to finish the job... It's, it's the suicide mission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more Death Glares are coming in, though, so it's one of those, like, damn if you, damn if you don't. So they zip through the mothership yep. shields yep. and go for a trench run. Mm-hmm. Herrick and Anubis see the F-302 
like necks inside the shields yeah. and try to shoot it down um, with yeah. their little little guns. Their little inside guns. Even more Star Wars y. Yeah. Um, so the door to the computer room is failing uh, for uh, Daniel and Jonas. They try and head up into the Jeffrey's tubes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? They're Jeffrey's tubes. Yeah. They're named I after Jeffrey. <laughs> they're actually named after the, design, the concept designers. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're called Jeffrey's tubes. <laughs> just literally a guy that. named Jeffrey's. <laughs> I like it. Uh, if there are Nixie tubes. Yeah. Actually, there are Nixie tubes. Um, <laughs> only Daniel makes it up there. Yes. Jonas is zatted as the Jafogan in the room. And I, I can actually, if you look carefully and are not distracted by the Jonas of it all, mm-hmm. you see Daniel hiding in the shadows, closing the door and squirming out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I he's was like, cause distracted. He's, yeah, because he's like... I can't help you right now. Right. The only the best help I can give you is for me getting free. And then I'll come back for you yeah. later. Which he does. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. So outside on the surface, guns target. Uh, and like the Empire, can't hit shit. Yep. Uh, Jack Thank shoots. God. Instantly hits his target. Main weapon is down. He uses the force. Yeah. <laughs> he turns off the target. Oh. He turns off the targeting computer. I gotta tell you, at this point, I'm at the place where I just don't care about Sam and Jack right now. <laughs> I really don't. And I try really hard to. I, listen, but I'm like, Jonas okay. is captured. Daniel is in. Daniel is pulling his best John McClane. But here's the other difference is that right now, Sam and Jack are fine. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. So <laughs> Herak tells Anubis as the power core overloads, the weapon is down, and you see a very pretty, very Star Wars-like explosion in a yeah. control, in a, in a center core space, again, that's just, like, concept art from Star Wars. And Anubis is pissed. Yeah. Super pissed. Like, screaming rage pissed. Yeah. And we see Jack and Sam get away from the ship. And Daniel is left crawling through Jeffrey's tubes. Yeah. And he does tell Jack and Sam that he's still on the ship. Uh, but that plan to wait until the Nubis' ship is gone and rendezvous with Stargate. And if you listen closely, while he's crawling through those vents, you hear him go, come out to the coast. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. little John McClane. He is little John McClane. Um, <laughs> I wonder if we'll see more John McC- Daniel McClane. Daniel McClane. I am okay with it. So they have a new problem now, and that is Jonas. And that yeah. being captured, and Anubis has him locked down in a very uncomfortable-looking torture chamber. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like yoked at the neck. Yeah, like cannot move at all. So Jonas, <sighs> yeah, Jonas is either really, really cool or a really great actor because he's just taunting Anubis, maybe out of fear. Who knows? Yeah. Just like a reaction. Sure, it's what Jack would do. So we saw him do that it's to just, Ball. Yeah, just he's, channeling his inner courage. Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he already figures he's going to suffer greatly, um, but at least they took out his fancy new weapon, his yeah. one advantage over the other ghoul, so that's a good reason to gloat. Right. And that's when Anubis pulls out the spiky memory ball device Ooh. that he used on Thor and tells Jonas that he will tell him everything, and yeah. Jonas is like, fuck. Yep. yep. To so be continued. So, yeah. Everything hurts. Um, How you doing there, Grace? I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to try to focus on on the the scholarly deep reads here. So this entire time, we've been working with Daniel, facing who he is, Mm -hmm. identity, fear of of what you know about yourself. Yeah. What's in there? Um, We deal the same with Tilk. Yeah. We have the same thing with Jack. 
And now Jonas is literally going to be forced to face yeah. all of the things that he knows and is. Yeah. So. And will not something be able to not. Yeah. Re- like he's. Right. That thing. Because we saw like Thor couldn't even. It's not only is he revealing himself to himself, which is scary enough, you're also revealing yourself to the enemy. And it's, it's, I can only imagine if when you're in a situation like this and it's, and no matter how bad you don't want to reveal all the shit that will get all of your friends killed. Yeah. You physically have something in your brain that won't let you stop. So you're listening to yourself. Like, basically, give all the knowledge that will kill your friends. And on top of that, is there anything in there that you're not aware of? Which is almost as scary. Yes. Uh, I mean, let's say they weren't in this moment. Yeah. Let's say there was just something in his head and he was revealing everything. It's like therapy. It is. Is there something in there that I don't know about and I now have to face? Yeah. That is my theme for this episode. And that's where I'm at. So I'm in this place where... Look, the reality is we're going to face something and someone's not going to make it and someone might make it and all these anger and joy and Uh feelings and like the Daniel and the Jonas and shit's shit's getting crazy. Yes. And when the dust settles, we are not going to be where we were in a lot of ways, I'm sure. And so right now it's like, I've got to face the fact that that's going to happen. I have a little bit of wine left in this glass to drink. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but it's... I know it's going to be hard. That's yep. where I'm at. Yeah. That is where I'm at. Season opener. And we have, I will tell you, we have one episode Ooh. left of this three-parter. Uh, I'm like, literally like, cannot like stop squishing my hands. It is called Homecoming. Ah, <sighs> uh, okay. 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 I'm ready. We are not going to do um, top because it's it's top of season. We're not going to do anything on the list. But That's we fair. can add to the Martin Wood cameo list. They like it. Because that one's a pretty blatant Martin Wood yeah. cameo. No indeeds, no crying out louds. Yeah. <sighs> Let's get the show on you the ready? road. Ready for, to final this off? Guys, you know where to find us? <laughs> on Twitter, we're at Terror Podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah, we have two. Sorry, I think we forgot to mention at a the Patreon. Top of the cast. Uh, well, no, I think we forgot last week, actually. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, for for those of you who are not um, who, who are not patrons, um, for a dollar a month, you can listen to Coco. We put that out this week. Yeah. Um, also, you get video versions. I don't know if we advertise that because you get, we're... Yeah. We get video versions of the cast. You get random things that we'll watch. And then you get our thoughts, our side thoughts. We call them car casts. Yes. Literally on drives home or drives to places when the thoughts all come into your mind. Nixie and I will turn on that recorder. Yep. And record little... We're, interstitials. And hopefully we'll we'll get better at making them slightly more regular. Yeah. But we did do Coco this past week, yeah, which, which was really was fun. fun. Um, but to yes. your patrons, yes. thank you guys. Thank you always. First is Brent, Brent Mulberry. And Brandon DeVito. Danny DeVito's cousin. Sure. I don't know. Probably I'm just not. making things up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that joke a billion times and I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys. Uh, thanks to everyone who for listening, for for patroning, for all of the things. Yes. I have a lot of feels right now, so I'm not going to do this great. So here's where we're going to go. Yes. On Twitter, find us at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, where there's no place like Tara. You can email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, you can on Patreon at patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. Sorry, I like it. I blinked uh, for a second. Feel free to like us, rate us, review us. Apple Podcasts and We're other SoundCloud, places. SoundCloud, whatever places we are. Who knows? Yeah. 
We love you guys. Alrighty. Bye. 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 Bye.